Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're talking about holiness this week, Colin, and uh, you say it's a much misunderstood subject. You suggest it's a word that we're afraid of because we think it's beyond us. But you say, no, it's not beyond us. It's actually within us. And uh, you you mentioned yesterday that uh, we usually know what is holy and what, what is not. We know through the Bible, through the witness of the Holy Spirit. And ultimately, it's a matter of the heart. The commandments of God are not burdensome. Our love for him has to be greater than our love for ourselves. I think um, one of the difficulties for many Christians is that they don't meet with God in his holiness. Um, God is holy. And what are we bidden to do in the New Testament? To draw near with sincere hearts in full assurance of faith. To come right into the holy of holies. That the reason why Jesus died on the cross was to make it possible for us to enter not into uh, a holy of holies created by men in a temple in Jerusalem or anywhere else. Because Jesus has entered into the holy of holies in heaven itself. This is one of the important things that is said in the epistle to the Hebrews. And so he wants us to enter as we worship and as we pray into the holy of holies in heaven itself. In in other words, when we worship and when we pray, God wants us to meet with him in his holiness. Now, to do that will have a radical effect upon your life, upon any disciple's life. Because when you meet with God in his holiness, it's as if more of his holiness is imparted to you, impacts you, is released into your life. Now, uh, here in Kingdom Faith, we are constantly wanting to meet with God in his holiness, simply because Jesus died on the cross to make that possible. It's, It's the will of God. We have known times of revival when we have lived in particular revelation of his holiness. And uh, it never ceases to amaze me what practical differences that makes to your life. You know, we, we think, well, wait a minute, is this Christians just being concerned for themselves and their own spiritual welfare and experiences? No, not at all. Because the more we meet with Jesus in his holiness, the more his holy life will flow through us and out into the lives of other people. Why in times of revival do so many non-believers come to the Lord? The answer to that is because in revival, people live in the holiness of God. They walk very close to the holy God. Revival is not just about signs and wonders. It is essentially about living at one with God in his holiness, in his righteousness, therefore in his love, in his authority and power. 
So in other words, we don't spend enough time in prayer. It's not just a question of how much time we spend, but of what we do in our prayer times. Uh, you see, do you spend time drawing near before you pray? Now, there are always the clever Alex, you know, the smart Alex who say, oh, well, brother, I, I'm always in the Lord's presence. He is with me always, you see. But then why does the scripture say draw near? We know there's a sense in which he is with us always. But then he wants us to draw near to the throne, which he says is the throne of grace. Now, what happens when we draw near to that holy of the, that throne of grace that is in the Holy of Holies? There we will find mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. You see, if we spend that time, and it doesn't have to be a long time, just drawing near to God, drawing into his presence, coming before his throne, there we're going to find mercy. Now, why is that? Because when you draw into the holiness of God, you see what is unholy in your own heart and life. And that's a bit disarming, you know, because you begin to see yourself as God sees you. But there is immediately this overwhelming sense of mercy, that even though God shows you what he can see that is not right in your heart and life, he's not judging you, he's not condemning you, but he's simply bringing you under the conviction of the Holy Spirit so you can turn to him with a fresh repentance and be cleansed and set free from those things that actually are an impediment to you. They're impeding your progress as a Christian and preventing the life and power of God flowing through your life and out into the lives of other people in a way that would otherwise be possible. So we find mercy, but then we also find grace to help us in our time of need. In other words, when you draw near to God on his throne of grace in the Holy of Holies, that's the place you get your needs met. That's where it's easiest to get the answers that you need in prayer. And actually, that's where you can be most effective in prayer for others. Because you don't necessarily come into that holy presence of God simply on your own, but carrying with you those for whom you pray, those for whom you're burdened, those that you want to hold before the Lord in, in his heavenly presence. So, uh, you know, we, we, we are inclined, aren't we, to think that prayer is just asking God for things or giving God his instructions for the day or those that we want him to bless and we you know run these things off and amen and we're off and doing something else whereas you see i've said before on this program 90% probably 95% of my time in prayer is just coming into the presence of god being with him listening to him listening to his word letting him impact me with his word and his spirit so that then I can take his presence into the day. So you don't say much? No, I'm, I should think about 
Five minute, five percent of my prayer time is me talking to God. Ninety-five percent is Him talking to me. I've always, I've always thought, well, it's much more important for me to listen to God than for God to listen to me. I mean, I still need to speak to Him because the Scripture says, "Ask," but it also says, "Seek," and it also says, "Knock." And what we're doing is seeking the Lord for himself. That's what the scripture tells us to do. And he dwells with the humble and the contrite in spirit. So, you know, part, I think, part of the way in which we express our humility before God is by being prepared to listen to him instead of expecting him just to listen to us before we go racing off into all the activity of the day. So, uh, I mean, in my life and in my ministry, I need to listen to God. I need to be in tune with God so that when things happen unexpectedly in the course of the day, uh, and there's no time then to draw aside and have a prayer time to get the answer, you believe that God will supply the answer. God will talk. God will speak through you. God will give you whatever you need there and then because you've spent that time being in tune with him right at the beginning of the day. And to me, this is, and, and has always been, I mean, I've done this for years and years and years, uh, this, this to me is always the main thrust of, of what it means to really walk along what Isaiah calls the highway of holiness. You walk there with the Lord. And what Jesus has made possible through the cross that we're celebrating this week and every week is the fact that we can live at one with him. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am humble and gentle of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You see, if we, if we get yoked with Jesus, the pressure, the burdens are going to be carried by Jesus rather than us trying to carry them ourselves. And that's what makes all the difference. And uh, it's, it's no use saying, oh, well, I'm not very good at prayer. I can't hear the Lord and so on. It's very, very simple. If, if God lives in you, if the Holy Spirit is in you, it can't be difficult to hear him. Uh, it's just that you've got to stop listening to yourself and stop listening to everybody else. And the best way to do it is to open your Bible and begin to read some verses, usually perhaps when you're starting to do this from the New Testament, and have your uh, pen and paper with you and just to write down what God is saying, what he's saying to you through those verses. And um, then you'll find that his spirit will begin to speak to you, not just what he's saying through the scripture, but through other things that he knows concerns you. Uh, the situations that you're having to deal with in the course of your life. And if you start to do that, you will soon learn to hear the voice of God's spirit. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 